You want the Sir Tristan bedtime story? Yeah. Again? It's my favorite. Yes, I know. It's your favorite. Okay. <laughs> Settle down. All tucked in? Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Sir Tristan was a valiant knight, known for his unwavering chivalry and heroism. Clad in bright, gleaming armor, he was a well-loved face in the kingdom, a kingdom he never wanted to leave. But fate had a different plan for him. In the midst of a fierce fight against a horde of invading soldiers, a wicked sorcerer cast a powerful spell on Sir Tristan. It transported him through time, ripping the knight away from his medieval existence and sending him to the present day. Dazed and disoriented, Sir Tristan found himself in the heart of a bustling city. Tall structures scraping the sky, strange carriages without horses, and a cacophony of noise greeted Sir Tristan. As he ventured through the streets, earning strange looks on account of his suit of armor and his sword at his side, he came across an imposing structure, the tallest building he had ever seen. Mistaking it for a castle due to its grandeur, he entered through great glass doors. The inside was much less impressive, but the movement of a shiny metal wall caught Tristan's attention. The secret wall opened to a small chamber, and he wandered inside, hoping to better understand this strange place. Two people joined him, dressed odd to Sir Tristan, but wearing what we would call business suits. The room was well lit, but plain and small. Tristan was wondering how torches could be hidden in a ceiling when the wall to the chamber shut again. As a fully sealed room, it became a tight and terrifying space. And then it started moving. The room was some sort of carriage going up. Sir Tristan unsheathed his sword and prepared for battle. There was little room for swinging it, but he tried his best. This vertical carriage must be stopped. One of the other people in the elevator, an old man, fainted out of fear. No, I want him to die. Why do you want him to die? It's more dramatic. Oh, it's more dramatic that way. Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Uh, one of the other people in the elevator, an old man, had a heart attack and died. It was very sad. <laughs> You're too happy about this. <laughs> anyway... The other person in the elevator was a woman. Her name was Isadora, though Sir Tristan didn't know that yet. She was scared, but kept calm, 
knowing that if she yelled, it would only make things worse. Isadora said, Sir, I beg you to lower your sword. You are safe here. No harm shall come to you. Sir Tristan's eyes met Isadora's gaze, and something within him softened. He sensed warmth and kindness emanating from her, even though she was frightened. Slowly, he lowered his weapon, his grip loosening as his trust in her grew. As the elevator doors opened, Isadora got help for her co-worker who had fainted, um, who had died. I know you can't help people who died, I just forgot. <laughs> okay. Isadora and Sir Tristan left him there and walked away. Oh, that's so Do you want to tell the story? No. Yeah, I didn't think so. After Sir Tristan and Isadora dealt with the terrible, sad death in the elevator, they left the building. Isadora worked there and promised Sir Tristan he could visit whenever he wanted as long as he did not bring his sword. She guided Sir Tristan through the bewildering streets, explaining the wonders of her modern world. If he understood it, he wouldn't be frightened, hoped Isadora. And with each passing moment, their connection deepened. Isadora found herself drawn to the knight's loyalty and chivalry. Sir Tristan, in turn, discovered a kindred spirit in Isadora's compassion and adventurous soul. He told her about the circumstances that brought him to this city. Initially, Isadora did not believe him, but hearing all the details of Sir Tristan's life convinced her. She saw how badly he wanted to return to his kingdom, so she vowed to help. Together, they worked to uncover the secrets of the portal. Isadora stumbled upon an ancient legend that spoke of a knight from the past, destined to find love and fulfill a greater purpose. She realized that she was a part of this grand tapestry and with excitement delved deeper into her research. Isadora eventually discovered a complex spell that could potentially open a portal and transport Sir Tristan back to his own time. She wasn't sure she could cast it, but Sir Tristan knew there was magic in her heart. He helped her practice until Isadora knew she could do it too. And when the time came to perform the ritual, Isadora made a choice that would change both of their lives forever. She declared she would go with Sir Tristan, for she loved him too much to be apart. The two of them kissed and... Oh, still too mushy? Okay, I'll skip ahead. Uh, Isadora cast the spell, and a brilliant light enveloped them both. Time itself seemed to warp and bend, carrying them through the fabric of existence. When it faded, Sir Tristan and Isadora found themselves standing in the midst of medieval England. The scent of meadows and the sound of clanging armor greeted the two of them, and relief filled Sir Tristan's heart as he surveyed the land he had fought so valiantly to protect. That evening, the castle held a great 
feast to celebrate their missing knight and honor the companion who brought him back. Isadora was the happiest she'd ever been. Together, they forged a life filled with adventure and love. Isadora had found her place in history alongside her beloved knight, Sir Tristan. And the two of them lived happily ever after. <laughs> this episode, Vertical Carriage, was written by Tal Manier and performed by Caroline Minx. Audio editing and sound design by Tal Manier. Produced by Ezra J. Wayne and Tal Manier. <laughs>